Okay. Hey, Harold, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Oh, oh you yeah. have introduced me to some new technology. <laughs> you gave me some new ideas now. I'm like, oh, Just, okay, this was. I love my, uh, I'm learning too. So trust me, it's, it's, it's fun so far. Yeah. yeah, this is cool. Okay, I like it. Okay. It was very simple to set up and okay, yeah. Yeah, it is. So we're going to get right to it. Um I'll do a brief introduction of, you know, myself and then I'll introduce you and what the, everything is and then we'll go from there and I'll just edit all of this conversation that we're having right now. I'll just edit it out. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, um all right. Welcome, everybody, to this um, episode of the Let's Heal podcast. I'm Tyrell, and um, today I have the honor of having one of my favorite people to watch on social media right now, someone who is extremely motivated and very motivating. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Mr. Harold LaFall. Oh, well, thank you. Man, I appreciate that introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Look, hand clap for you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> how are you? Well, today? I'm really excited. I'm good, and I'm really excited to be on with you. Uh, I love the theme uh, of your your movement. Let's heal, because I think for so many of us, we are living with so many unhealed wounds and we're just kind of operating and living and i i thank you for taking on this um this mission to to help us heal definitely definitely i I mean i feel like when i created it i I, i've been going through my own things and needed to heal from and i was experiencing or, or crossing paths with so many people who needed to heal and i had to realize that you know a lot of the things that people needed to heal from were didn't have anything directly to do with me, but I was mm-hmm. put in their life to help them realize what they needed to heal from. So, yeah, you know, and I think a lot of times it takes, it, it takes a strong person and a very aware to not make everything about themselves, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm speaking about myself right now, but when I'm interacting with other people, I have to stop saying, you know, this person hurt me, this person did this to me, you know, and listen to why people do things. And I felt like, you know, that's what what I created the Let's Heal movement for, because I, I definitely see it becoming a, an extremely large mm-hmm. movement because it it connects with everybody, you know, mm-hmm. no matter what the race is, no matter what the gender is, no matter what the age is, everybody yeah. needs to heal. So, yeah, enough about, we, we, well, enough about we, that right now. Let's get into okay. who you are and, and what it is that you do. So tell everybody a little bit about who you are, what you do, and then we'll go from there. Okay. So I'm a, a writer and a, a speaker and the author of the book, I Am Enough. And it's so interesting that you talk about uh, the reason why you started your movement. Um, for me, I um, started out in business. And from uh, when I was a little kid, I always knew that that's what I wanted to do. I always knew I wanted to be a businessman. Mm-hmm. And um, every apartment we had, I would make 
our, my closet into an office and I would pretend that I was in business. And so I had this very vivid imagination, Yeah. but it wasn't something that I, that was cultivated. It wasn't something that was encouraged and it was something that I kind of kept to myself, but I always knew that that's what I wanted to do. But like so many people, uh, people started telling me who they thought I was and what I should do. And so I started shrinking. And so that vision of starting my own business really shrunk to me just having the aspiration of getting out of the hood and getting a job. Right, right. And, um, and so for, for many of us, I think that that happens so often when we're young. People t- talk us out of our dreams and our visions because they project their limited perspective and vision for their lives onto us. Right, exactly. And, their, their limits and their fears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so much of growing and learning is really unlearning so much of what we have been taught in our youth and told to believe in our youth. Because right. we have been um, um, given these limited perspectives that have kind of shaped our outlook. Right. I agree. Yeah. And and I think that, you know, when when we are around people who are afraid to... I guess, take chances and fail. Because I think that, you know, the opposite of love is not hate. Mm-hmm. The opposite of love is fear. So, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. people usually fear stuff that they don't know about or fear people that they don't know about or industries or the path unknown. They they, they can't love it because they fear it. So... Yeah, yeah. And you said something really important about the fear, fear of failing and uh, one of the things that I used to always fear, I used to limit myself. I used to not stretch myself and, and try new things because I didn't want to be seen as a failure. Right. So I never put myself out there. And one of the things that I learned from this guy who's a multimillionaire, he told me that he is, every time he sees his grandchildren, he's asking them, what have you felt at lately? Mm-hmm. Because what he knows is that in order to grow and to be the fullest and the best version of yourself, you're going to have to take risks. And it's taking those risks that you learn more about yourself, you develop more confidence, and it's, and it's nothing, failure doesn't define who you are. And I think in so many communities that have a limited perspective, we view failure as, as a badge, like that means I'm a failure. Right. Because this didn't work, that means I'm a failure. And so we often don't take risks and we often don't push ourselves further because we're afraid of what other people will think of us if it doesn't work out. Right. And and I I usually tell like my friends and everybody, I'm like, you know, I I feel like a lot of people, when I speak to them, I I hear myself saying it in my head. I'm like, you know, a lot of people allow the lessons of a fail to go Mm -hmm. unearned because they're so used to winning. And mm-hmm. all about winning all the time. You have to fail in order to learn. You have to take the good with the bad. You know, yeah, doesn't have to be bad. And you know, when I went to the positive psychology certification, it t- it, it said it in bold letters. It said negativity is necessary. It's never meant to be, yeah, good, but it's very necessary. Yeah, and learn. Uh, see, for me, a failure is valuable when you learn something, right. Now, if you don't, now if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, then that's another thing. But there's great value in learning from the things that you didn't do well. Now you know what to do differently. Definitely. Now you know what to do, how to push uh, 
in a, in a different way. So there's value in, in, in failure. And so for me, I've had to train myself um, to push myself and do things afraid. Right. You know, right. and I think that that's why I have been able to, to, to accomplish, you know, a few things in my life because I didn't wait till I felt completely confident to do it. I did it. I, everything I've done, I did it afraid, shaking in my boots, you know, doubting myself, wondering, okay, is this, can this really happen? Can I really do this? And, um, and w- what I've learned is that what courage is for me, courage is, it's not that I don't have any fear. I'm afraid, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going right, to try anyway. Right. Exactly. And, and, you know, it's, I think a lot of people like to operate from comfort zone. And that's, that's never yeah. going to allow you. I mean, if you think about the analogy of operating from, com- from a comfort zone, there's no growth inside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able no, to leave no. one limb inside the comfort zone so that it feels comfortable at all times. You have to step outside of that comfort zone with both of your feet and walk forward with both yep. of your feet. You cannot allow one foot to stay in the comfort zone so you can know where to go back to get it. You got to stay way outside exactly. of and be able to allow yourself to be uncomfortable, to keep moving, yeah. to be able to know that you know, I'm still breathing. You know, Even the little things. The little things are yeah. what help people get along outside of the comfort zone. You forget to appreciate waking up in the morning, so you always have to go to the comfort yeah. zone where you were getting the praise from somebody else. Oh, you woke up in the morning. Why can't you tell yourself out of the company. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's, I think, one of the things that we don't do enough of is we have to learn how to be our own cheerleader. We have to learn how to really Definitely. encourage ourselves. Too often, we're waiting for others around us who are wounded in the same places that we are wounded to encourage Definitely. us, to support us. And I've learned, and I've learned, I learned that when I started my first business, I was all excited about this business that I was going to start. I was going to start an employment agency. And I began to share my dreams and my visions with people, uh, as, and even family members. And people just kept poking holes in my dreams. Like, you can't do that. You don't know the right people. You don't have the resources. Who do you think you are to start that business? And it really made me become very protective with my dreams and my visions because it, 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 at first it upset me. I was upset because I'm like, I'm, you know, this is, this, this is what I want to do. And I, all I want you to say is, well, you know, congratulations, or I'm with you, I support you, but I got the opposite. And it just really taught me that um, some dreams and visions you can't share with everybody because everybody is not in that space and everybody can't get excited for you about where you're going because they're stuck. And stuck people want you to exactly. be stuck with them. They don't want you talking about your exactly. dreams and visions because that makes yeah. them uncomfortable. Yeah, and and I, even when you talk about yeah. your dreams and visions, a lot of people put themselves in that place. And it's like, I didn't tell you to make it your dream or your goal. Mm-hmm. I told you, you know, help, yeah. you know, motivate or uh, make me think outside of the box. You know, I think a lot of times people get, you know, they, they want yeah. their ego stroke. But in order to have a positive mm-hmm. feedback and a growth in yourself and your business, you have to be open to the negative and the constructive criticism. Because, you know, I... It's been heard. Oh, yeah. I've always been taught, you know, in school and growing up that to every 100 no's, there's at least one yes in there. If you're one yes, away, if you just keep the first pushing, or second no, 
then you definitely mm. are not ready to keep moving forward. So you need to go back and figure out what it takes, what it's going to take to strengthen yourself mm-hmm. for the battle to continue to move forward. Because that's, yeah. that's basically what it is. And it's not, it's not a competition. It's not a... Mm-mm. I can do this better than you because if that was the case, there would only be one, be you know, one singer, yeah. and it would be Beyonce, yeah. you know, one mom, exactly. Tyra Banks. Yeah, you know, there's many people doing yeah. many different yeah. things, and I always tell people if you stood in a room with a hundred people who do the exact same thing that you do, what makes you stand mm-hmm. out? Exactly, and you know what? Um, that's what I always tell. Uh, folks uh, who are looking to go into business. I used to teach at, at uh, business uh, management mm-hmm. at, at college, at the university. And one of the things that I told aspiring or tell aspiring entrepreneurs, if you're going to go into business, you have to either be doing something different, better, right. or new. If you're doing things the same way everybody else is doing, what, why is somebody <laughs> going to buy your product? Or why is somebody going to come to you? You either have to be doing something new, different, or better. And sometimes what's right. different is just you, your take on it, your perspective. You know, you bringing you, not you trying to emulate somebody else, you bringing you and your personality to the table. And I, I, that, that is really what helped to shift my business. When I started my employment agency, it was failing. The first year, I found myself bankrupt. My house went into foreclosure. My car got repossessed. And I was in bankruptcy court. And part of why that happened was because, one, I didn't seek out mentorship. I didn't seek out assistance from people who had already been there because I didn't want people to think I didn't know what I was doing. I wanted everybody to think that I had this all together. So my ego got in the way. So I didn't seek out, out support. And then the other thing. I was trying to do business like right. my competitors. Now, it's important to study your competitors to see what they're doing, but I was trying to do it like they did it. And they were, all, they were already masterful and they already had their right. customers, you know. And I had to figure out what made me unique, what made my business unique, and, and, and move forward from there. But uh, getting a mentor uh, uh, was really important uh, for me, seeking out mentorship. Right because it really helped me to accelerate my success because uh, she was able to show me things that, that were right in front of me that I couldn't see because I was so close right. to it. Exactly. And, and a lot of times it takes for somebody who mm-hmm. is going to give you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Want yeah. to hear, and, yes. And, but yes. you as a business owner or somebody who is trying to thrive in life, not just business, if you're trying to thrive in life, mm-hmm. you have to be open and willing to hearing what you need to hear and not what you want to hear. So, you yes, know. you know, that's so that's so important because, you know, we do I do workshops yeah. and coaching and the people that stay stuck are the people that I talk to that are always right. think they know everything. You can't tell them. I already, <laughs> already know. I already know. They're the ones that raise. I already know that. I already. And it's like those are the people that yeah. stay stuck. Because they they figure they have it all together, but their lives don't reflect that. But they already they know everything. That's what they've been saying. So, social media, everybody's um, living their best life. A lot of people are living their best life. It's not it's not, it's not looking their best life. No exactly. Their best life. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That is the truth. That is the truth. Wow. So <laughs> tell me, I got a few a few more questions. I know we it's not really scripted, but mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that you know I got some meat and potatoes from you and. 
you know, the things mm-hmm. that you do and, you know, focus more on the, you know, I am enough, you know, because I would have loved to have been there. I know yeah. that you invited me. Well, I want, yeah, yeah, I wanted you to be I, there. I, went, I, was I definitely wanted my you to be there. And I was like, oh, I missed the opportunity. But here we are now, and we will move forward from that. We will yeah. grow from that. And yeah. we'll be eventually on the same stage together. I see that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, Look, I what really motivates you to do what you do? Well, so th- this movement, the uh-huh. I Am Enough movement, really um, was birthed out of my own insecurities and my own low self-esteem. Many people, when I had my employment agency and I was in Black Enterprise, and in essence, many people thought I was this confident mm-hmm. dude. And they didn't realize that while all that was happening, I was dealing with low self-esteem. I was feeling like I wasn't worthy of all the success that I, that I experienced. I, and I was always waiting for the next shoe to drop for it all to end because I didn't feel worthy. And I was always able to kind of mask my insecurities mm-hmm. with a smile. So people always thought I was this confident person, but I dealt with panic attacks and just not feeling good about myself because growing up, I wasn't one of those kids that I'm, I'm uh, an introvert. That, that's the, the label I'll give myself. I'm an introvert and I wasn't a great student. So I wasn't, you know, on the honor roll. I wasn't in the gifted classes and I wasn't a star athlete. So growing up, I didn't get applause right. and praise. And so it made me feel and I was overweight yeah. as a kid. And so all of that made me not feel like I was enough. And I always w- wish I was smarter and more athletic and, and more fit. And so I never felt good about myself. Um, and growing up, you know, I just always would put on a smile to mask my pain. And what happened for me, though, is my pain manifested in having mm. panic attacks. I was always stressed out and I didn't didn't realize that that's what it was. And I was just always right. worried and always trying to please people. So what happened for me, you know, my business, I ended up getting through college and graduating through college. And I thought once I graduated from college, I thought I would start feeling good about myself. I thought it would help my self-esteem and that didn't do it. It didn't myself. It did. My self-esteem didn't go up because I got a degree and I thought that it would. So I thought, okay, let me give me a good job and maybe that will help to boost Mm -hmm. my self-esteem. Got Mm -hmm. a good job, that didn't do it. And so then I did what so many people with low self-esteem do. I started buying things, accumulating things, thinking that that would make my self-esteem go up, that I would feel better. So I bought me a house that I really couldn't afford. I bought me a Mercedes when the car that I, that car cost more than I was making per year because I was thinking that if I it got something, it would yeah. make me feel good yeah. about myself. But self-esteem is an inside oh, yeah. job. It's the way you feel about yourself. It's the conversation that you're having in your head. It doesn't come from your, your paycheck. It doesn't come from your square footage. It doesn't come from the kind of car you drive. It's an inside out thing. And it took me over 40 years to figure that out. It took me from not having money to having money to not having money to having money again to finally realize that my value has nothing to do with those tangible things. My value, my worth 
uh, was given to me at birth. I love what James Baldwin says. He says, your crown has already been bought mm -hmm. and paid for. All you have to do is put it on. You're yeah, born worthy. Yeah. That, that's part of the reason why I started making those crown braces. Because I'm like, you know, and I think. I was so I, happy you I did. Because I, look, that, no, that's. I said, I no, go ahead. People fail to realize that you are worthy, you know, of being appreciated. Yes. Because, you know, being a true mm -hmm. king or queen does not mean that you have to walk around controlling or ruling it. You know, a no. true ruler is, you know, displayed in the way that I would say Barack Obama, you know, was president. He didn't throw his power. Yes. He didn't With throw his name. He yeah. allowed his work and humility and humanity yes. speak for itself. He didn't have to you know, get on a microphone or get on a PSA and make everybody, you know, or even on Twitter, like the one that we have in there right now. Um, exactly. And he around. never shrank. He never, sh and he never shrank when his distractors were right. coming after him. He always maintained his composure yeah, and his dignity. Definitely. So that, that because he knew who he, who, who he, and, and who he was. And that's part, you that's, know? I mean, even with the let's heal the I am enough, it all starts with knowing who you are. Now, I, I always tell my friends and yes. I tell them that, you know, I'm like, tell me. And even when I was, you know, going through the dating phase before I got married, I would mm -hmm. always meet people and people would be mm -hmm. intimidated by me because one of my first questions, you know, and it may have been a really harsh question, but I needed to know these things. Mm -hmm. It was, yeah. who are you? Outside of what degree you have, mm. what job you have, what tangible yep. things you have or are working on getting and how much money you have. Tell me who you are. What makes you tick? That yeah. Because that's those other things can change. Those things, the other oh, things yeah. can change. Your oh, money yeah. can change. Your, your the, the way you live can change. But who you right. are at your core, who are those you? Things, yeah. They can change yeah, and yeah. anybody can have them. So it's like anybody mm -hmm. can have that degree that you have. Yes, they give you a a certain, mm -hmm. you know, number with a different, it's a different number on your degree, but guess what? It can say the exact same thing. You know, somebody can be the yeah. director or the owner of, or, you know, they can have two or three cars mm -hmm. and a nice house and they can have a hundred thousand dollars just sitting around in the bank, but that doesn't make you who you are. I mean, if you think about it, you have exactly. celebrities and movie stars who have the money and have the fame and have the attention and have the cars who still suffer from depression and have committed suicide. From depression, exactly. And it's like, why would yeah, you, do that? you got yeah. everything because that's how they how people are trained. They feel like success. Yeah, and smiling in front of the camera is exactly who people are. And I think a lot of times forget yeah. to call those people. I was listening to another podcast. Um, I forget his name, and it was really really good. He, he it was you know check on your strong friends. And even when I was doing my let's mm -hmm. heal stuff, I said a picture is worth a thousand words. But it's what's going on behind mm -hmm. that picture that really matters. Yeah. Because everybody can smile mm -hmm. through things and they could be going through something yep. completely different once that flash is gone and that picture is taken. Mm-hmm. Yep. And see, what, what I've learned in life is that our lives can change Definitely. in a flash. Definitely. You know, like with me, it, it, it's, if say, for example, right now, your, your money is good and everything is good, but if you're 
confidence is in that. Well, who do you become then if that changes? Because anything yeah. could change. Yeah. Anything could change. Your, your health yeah. could change. Your money yeah. could change. But who are you if those things change? Do, are, are, do you change with those? You know, do you shrink if, you don't, if you're not making as much money as you did before? Right. You know? And so for me, that's really where the movement kind of gave birth because I, I lost everything. You know, I had the uh, multi-million dollar mm-hmm. contract and, and I realized my, my, I had confidence based upon right, what right. I had. That was, and, but that was, my self-esteem was still low, but I had confidence just because right. I had those things. And so it took me losing all of those things to really discover and find out you, who huh? I am and to have peace within myself, no matter what's going on on the outside. I'm still good whether I got a million dollars in the bank or if I got negative right. 30, I'm still Harold LaFall and that's still good enough. You know, that doesn't dictate right. my worth. And it took me a long time to realize that everybody's my equal. Nobody's right. better than me and nobody's right. worse than me. And sometimes we don't get that. We think that, oh, because you're on TV or because you have this, that somehow you're special, you're better. And see, that's a trick that we do uh, with ourselves, because if I make you special, that means I don't exactly. have nothing. Because you exactly. got your success, because you're special, you know. And so that gives me a pass. So I don't have to do nothing because you know you're right. special. No, every look, everybody look. We all have a different Def- purpose in life. We all Definitely. have a different path. But everybody's your equal. Everybody, there's nobody greater or better. And we put people on pedestals all day, celebrities, and like we make them, we right. make them special. But at the end of the day, they're just a human being just like you. They've discovered their gifts. They're using their talents. But they're just as human a- as everyone exactly. else. And, and I mean, I, I, I told one of my old coworkers, and I, I speak a lot from my instances so that I can show people that, you know, I don't ever mm. want to, as I'm climbing my ladder of my purpose, I don't ever want mm. people to feel like yes. they can't connect or understand where I'm coming from. Because I think mm-hmm. that a lot of times, you know, back to the story, I was having a conversation with her and I told her, I said, you know, you have all of these degrees, but you still don't know what your purpose is. So you wake up every mm-hmm. day with no purpose. And when, you know, figure out what yeah. your purpose is for being born as just a human being, then you get up every day in your purpose. You get up yes. in your purpose and with a purpose. And, and then that way you can allow, you can walk through life and walk through the day. And at the end of the day, when you're ready to lay down, you can rest peacefully and, and filled mm-hmm. with, you know, accomplishment. Even if you didn't do much that day, you know that you moved a step, an inch, a quarter of an inch, a mustard seed mm-hmm. closer to your mm-hmm. purpose in order to live in your purpose. And and that's what, you know, yeah. I like to tell people, find out what your purpose is and, and get up every day in your purpose. Wake up in purpose on purpose so and see and when you realize and when you discover what your purpose is and you start pursuing it you are able to withstand and and go to a job that maybe you don't even like right now but and you're able to to handle it and deal with it because you know this is not right, your end right. this is this is a part <laughs> of the process so oftentimes you know i see people they complain about their job and they complain about this 
And I've never, ever been that kind of purpose be person because I always knew my, understood my purpose was always greater. So I would take a job that was, that I was overqualified for just because I knew that I had a greater purpose. This was just a exactly. means to an end. And so when you realize your purpose, you're able to, to move through life a little yep. easier with a little more uh, peace, with a little more... Um, uh, confidence because you know, okay, I'm doing this job. I know this is what, not what I'm used to doing, but I know great exactly. And, and, and like you said, it's a means to an end. And I think a lot of people, <clears throat> like I was talking about before on a video, it, it's about entitlement. Just because you feel like mm -hmm. this is who you are, and you know, some people there's nothing wrong with having confidence, but I think a lot of times mm -hmm. a lot of people will confuse cockiness for confidence. Mm -hmm. And it's like that yeah. life has a way of humbling you from your cockiness. Absolutely. And if you don't see yes. that humbling experience from your cockiness, it's going to continue mm -hmm. to send you through mm -hmm. that washing machine cycle. Oh, it's yeah. going to continue to pull you back. Yeah. It's like, no, we ain't done with you in this spin cycle because you're not getting what you're so hard. <laughs> exactly. You're not yeah. confident yet. And yeah. You said something yeah. before about being prepared for change. One of my favorite singers is Indy Irie, and I think it's on the Voyage to India CD. It's one of her, it's the intro to one of her songs, and it speaks mm -hmm. volumes to the world. She said, the only thing constant in the world is change. And yes. I think when people That's get it. up and realize that nothing is guaranteed in life, not even waking That's up tomorrow it. is guaranteed. And yep. everybody will procrastinate and put off for tomorrow what they should be doing right now and today because, oh, I'm going to be here tomorrow. That's no guarantee. There's a change. Exactly. You know, three years ago, I was diagnosed with cancer. Oh. Me, who exercises yeah. regularly, yeah. you know, my, 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 one of my friends said, they called me, Harold is, my body is my temple kind of dude. And that, you know, because I've always taken care of myself physically and you know, here three years ago, you know, I get the diagnosis uh, of wow. cancer, wow. you know, it really threw me That's off. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. And it was around the same time I had had two friends in Atlanta who had both died from cancer, like with uh, that the year before. And so for me to get that, that diagnosis was really a wake up call to me that, you know, every day is a gift. Every day is precious. And I should never waste my time worrying and regretting, you know, for for uh, uh, things in the past, because every day is such a precious yeah. gift. And so it really taught me to value life even more and realize that, you know, we don't have long to be here. But while we're here, we need to do what we do. We need to live with purpose and passion mm -hmm. and, and, and do what we came here to do. And, and live with appreciation, you know, because... Being here yes. is definitely a gift. And I think a lot yes. of people that I've experienced, they forget to just appreciate the little things, being able to enjoy yes. a nice day. I was talking to um, one of my coworkers the other day and I told her, I said, you know, I hear a lot about how hot it is now. Oh my gosh, it's so hot. And I'm like, it's winter time, it's mm -hmm. too cold. I'm like, people just don't understand yeah. the appreciation of being able to experience 90 degree weather or experience a yes. snowstorm is enough to just be happy to be alive and once you and, and that's, that's yeah, kind of where the, yeah. that's, that's the ground level of 
the growth, the appreciation for just existing, mm -hmm. you know, for granted that you yeah. can actually walk and do for yourself should be appreciated every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, gratitude is such a powerful Definitely. energy. Just to be grateful of the, the, the things that, that you have. Just what happens when we're just grateful for the things that just being able to breathe, being able to walk. Somebody right. can't walk, you know, right now. Somebody can't. Just being grateful for those things, it really changes your energy. You know, it changes your energy. And what, when your energy is changed, you begin to attract more good to you. You know, you attract more good to you just by simply being grateful for definitely, what you already have. Definitely, because because and those are the things your appreciation should be for you. And that, oh, you know, even yes, at the end of all of my let's heal letters, I ask my mm -hmm. writers because the way that I do things is completely anonymous, and I ask people to address it, you know, dear love, so it remains anonymous. But then mm -hmm. I also yeah ask people at the end of their letter to say that, you know, I forgive you because everything that mm -hmm. you do has to be for you, not about you, but yeah. for you. Wording is everything. I'm always yeah. listening to words. Yeah. Well, so-and-so did this to me and so-and-so did that to me. And it's like, but what did they do for you? What did they not do for you? Mm. I mean, even if you think back to mm. one of Janet Jackson's first songs, what have you done for me? For you me lately. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I think a lot of people forget, you know, that when you're doing stuff, you don't wake up. Your purpose is not to have people do things for you every day. Because you should be able for to do you. Exactly. But you're, exactly. you're more prone or apt to help people who you see that are trying to help themselves and are yep. experiencing the, the 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 breakdown that life sends you through and they're you know they're becoming humble and you're you can't teach somebody something that they're supposed to be paying attention to and learning themselves so yeah yep that is but so anyway true. let's uh, we could talk all day long we already been <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna add so when when do you feel like you are most fully yourself like when at what point throughout the day i know that you had mentioned you know mm -hmm. being an was it did you mention being an introvert when, yes when, yes I, yeah i am yeah fully like yourself what make where, where's your peace like your peace where you can breathe easy and your heart rate kind of goes down to a, a calm level yeah. fully yeah. yourself. <laughs> you know you know there are two times at, Earlier today, I was at the beach near my house, mm -hmm. and I had a book and, and pad. And you know, I I love those I love those moments. I mean, it, I, I, those moments for me are priceless because I I feel calm, I feel peace, and it's when my creativity just bubbles up. I come these I, and I'm not even looking for yeah. ideas, but just uh, ideas will just start bubbling up. That's that that that's one of the times, and then. When I had the opportunity to teach um, and talk about um, living better, talk, uh, you know, when we have our conferences and our workshops, when I'm able to connect with people, uh, because I come from a transparent place. And so when I, as I'm talking, it's a very comfortable place for me because I'm reminding myself of everything that I've been through, you know, and, and sometimes we have to remind ourselves because we sometimes forget, you know, the, the tools and the strategies that we've used to, to make it through difficult right. situations. So when I'm helping and being of service to other folks, that also is like, 
one of my peak those my those are my peak moments right as well. okay cool so and and i guess that so i guess that kind of answers my next question why you do what you do because I, I mean i know that mm-hmm. a lot of people do things for different reasons so why do you do what mm-hmm. you do why why did you create and why did you feel like you needed to give back the you are enough i am enough conference you know to people because i feel like you know people can learn from other people's mistakes as long mm-hmm. as it's not like you're mm-hmm. reprimanding yeah. For me, it was because people, we don't hear that. We don't hear that from those who have raised us that we are enough. We don't say that to ourselves. And so for me, I know it was so important for me to begin to say those things to myself and affirm those things for myself. And I knew it would be helpful and beneficial to others. And it has really been amazing just to, you know, just to wear a T-shirt that says I am enough. I, I, recently, I was at the grocery store. And this elderly black woman, she must have been about 80, was walking toward me. And I had on my I Am Enough t-shirt. And she saw it. And she whispered to me. She said, I know that's right. <laughs> and the way she said it, it was just like, it was a, uh, it was a sense of pride. And it was just like, that's right. Yeah. You are enough. And so we need to remind ourselves of that. Because we live in a world and society where we get the opposite. In, in many instances, we don't, uh, we don't, we're not valued and we are not um, affirmed. And so we have to do that for right. ourselves. We have to do that for exactly. ourselves. And so uh, that's really, um, and, and it's so interesting because this is not something I, I, I didn't set out to do, start a movement, or how this, how this actually uh, came about uh, one morning I got up and I was just led to, to do a workshop and it started off as yeah. a workshop uh, you are in a workshop and then a friend of mine Wanda Floyd who I went to elementary yes. school and I hadn't <laughs> seen her and... I need to get with her too I want to get both of you Yes, yes she is awesome yes <laughs> she, look look she is look and so I had, had not seen Wanda in about I've known Wanda for about 40 years and um, but I had not seen her in about 30 yeah. years and we had only been communicating via Facebook. And so when I got the the idea, the thought to do this, you know, Wanda was the first person that came to mind. Now, again, I hadn't seen her in person in 30 mm-hmm. years. And so I told I sent her a message on Facebook, told her, you know, what I wanted to do because uh, I knew that she, too, had struggled you know, with low self-esteem, you know, she has eight children that she gave birth to and had been in abusive relationships. And, and, but you wouldn't know it just seeing her, you wouldn't know that she had been through any of that. And so we did our first workshop. We didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know if anybody was going to show up. And, um, and that's how it all started. And what we found was people were hungry for the message. People wanted to, needed to be reminded people needed to be affirmed and people needed to be in a community a tribe of folks that were striving to be better to live better to see things differently that were not willing to be stuck in victimhood because too many people are stuck in victimhood and uh, um look just because that happened to you does not define you and too many people are living in their story Mm -hmm rather than standing on their story. Because it could have been very easy for Wanda to stand in her story. Oh, I'm a, a single mama with eight mm-hmm. kids, you know. Mm-hmm. And that 
would have defined her whole life experience. And now here she is, a businesswoman with her own business, successful business, going around speaking, you know, across the country, running her um, beauty business and uh, just doing amazing work because she decided to stand on her story, not in her yes, story. Yes, definitely, definitely. And, and, and yeah, she, she didn't allow her lessons to make her a victim, like you said before. Like yes. A lot of people, you know, mm -hmm. Well, well, because it, I mean, it's, 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 it's fear. You, you are afraid to step yeah. away from that victimhood because I think, you know, even this, I would say this country sometimes, you, I guess, parade and, and, uh, what am I trying to say? They, they promote victims. You know what I'm saying? It's, oh, they, yeah. They want oh, you yeah. to stay in victim mindset mode yeah like, oh, mm -hmm. I, I learned something from that but that's not where i'm going to stay you know? because yeah people always and, yeah. and i think a lot of victims are well it shoulda coulda woulda get out of what shoulda coulda woulda and see yeah. What it is yeah and what will be you know yes so yes but see the beauty of life for me is that we get to define our yeah. experiences and what they mean to us we get to define, you know, you know, I could have very well when I filed bankruptcy, when I lost everything, I could have, you know, stood in, well, you know, that's why, you know, most businesses don't succeed and blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. You use that to elevate yourself and elevate others because what it says to others that, okay, he fell down, but he got right. back up. You know, I love what Les Brown says. Les Brown says, when you fall down, fall backwards because if you can look up you can get up and it is yeah. the truth you can rise above any and everything very, any and everything very true and I think you know in in life we all it, I, I'm a big believer in dreams and dreams that have goals mm -hmm. and goals that have end mm -hmm. dates so you know there's yes. definitely a difference between dreams and goals you know a lot of people dream have dreams mm -hmm. hell we all have dreams mm -hmm. you know I, mm -hmm. I dream of being, you know, wealthy and comfortable and living peaceful. But mm -hmm. that's not just come knock yeah. on my door and say, "Here's your life." I have to get out Hello. of work. <laughs> you know, I have to get out of work for it. I got exactly things that I'm supposed to learn, and I see the destination. And it takes me, you know, I was talking to my spouse a couple months ago, and I said, you know, when I think about mm -hmm. life, I've been paying attention even when I wasn't paying attention, even back in in driver's ed in high school. Drivers uh -huh. told us when you're driving, he would, he would turn on the uh, projector in the simulator and we're in there with the fake cars. Mm -hmm. And he's like, look at the big picture, pay attention to the big picture, but more importantly, pay attention to mm. the small things inside of that picture. See the whole thing, but start paying attention mm -hmm. to the stop sign. Start paying attention to the cars in front of you. That's holding up your process of getting to your journey. Start paying attention to the detours yes. that you're going to have to take. Just because there's a detour in life does not mean that you can't take another road to your destination. And I think a lot of people have only one path on their GPS of life to get to their destination. And God forbid, if a detour or a car accident or, you know, any kind of traffic or anything stopping you from progression, that doesn't mean you go back home and wait for all that stuff to die down. That means you find another way to get to where you have to go. You keep moving to get forward. Exactly. You know what? That is so true. I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't start going to church too much later in my life. And one of the my observations um, at the, the church that I attended was that it seemed like everybody 
was talking about faith, but nothing was right, happening. Right. And I'm like, okay, what? It's like they were praying. They go to the altar and they're praying. <laughs> and so I was like, that, that don't look like faith to me. That looked like people who may have some dreams, but faith has action attached right, to it. I'm like, so while y'all sitting yeah. up there, you know, praying at the altar after somebody lay hands, you need to get up right. and do something. And, and 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 it was very disheartening for me because you know so many of the the folks would be at church every Wednesday and every yep. Sunday, and their lives would remain very stagnant. And I just could not understand. I, it just didn't make sense right. to me. It just did not make sense yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think a, a lot of times, like I and, and I'm not, I don't ner- knock any any religion or anybody who's any kind no. of religion at no. all. But I, you know, you, you, I kind of got to the point in my life where I was tired of hearing people say, "Oh, I'm going to give it to God," and it's like, "But what you going to do?" Yeah, exactly. You, you, you know, if everybody I, went and gave everything to God away for Him to work it out. Do you know how long that list of stuff would be to Him to get to? You got to do something. Exactly. You tools. You got to move to where you got to go, and if you don't, because He got to you. That maybe that's what He got. You know, He can't solve the problem. exactly in the work. He gave you the tools. The, the 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 insight the pay attention to the job that you may not want to work but there's a means to an end like you said before that's something that God gave you the talent that you have you know don't ever stop doing pursuing your dream but he's given you other opportunity to get to where you have to go and if yeah. you're not taking those tools that he's giving you because you're too focused on your dream he's gonna he's gonna take them back See, for me, God was speaking through Ludacris for me years ago. Ludacris had this song, when you move, I move yeah. just like that. Yeah. God is saying to folks, when you move, yeah. then I move just like, but I, look, ain't gonna, nothing going to happen until you yeah. move. And so people often miss that piece because they sitting and thinking that they can pray, yeah. uh, pray it in existence. <laughs> and just, nah, nah, baby, that's not how, that's not, that's yeah. not life. That, 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 that that's not that's not how it works. It's I'm just I just hate to be the barrier of like, that okay, news. When you get up and it's still here. So what happened? Yeah, that. yeah. I'm gonna go back to church and pray again. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, crazy. So I got maybe one or two more questions for you, and then we'll wrap everything okay. up. So, in one word, how would you best? sum up you and your vision in one word if if you had one if you had to only choose one word mm. freedom freedom, yeah. freedom. Mm-hmm. And, and why why is yes. that um b- because for the first time in my life that's what i feel a sense of freedom mm-hmm. a freedom to be exactly who i am unapologetically yeah. and that's what i want other folks to to feel and experience to be who you are unapologetic. You don't know owe anybody anything, any explanation. Right. You don't have to alter yourself to fit in. Be who you are. You have the freedom to be who you yeah. are. Stop stop apologizing for being you. And yeah, and I, yeah exactly. People, I've I've talked to people several times. You know, I haven't had many speaking events, but I believe that this journey is just not beginning because I think we spoke about you know me having a fear of public speaking which is why Mm -hmm. i can do these podcasts because we're behind Uh, (laughs) i'm sitting here in my shorts and t-shirt and i'm comfortable nobody yeah 
<laughs> you know, I think a lot of times I have to, I, because I never apologize for being who I am, I have to stop being afraid yeah. of who I am. Because mm-hmm. I'm already a public speaker. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm already in you front are. of people. Yes, you know, absolutely. with me being an aerobics yeah. instructor, Impacting. I've been in front of people for years. And that right there, mm-hmm. my passion for fitness and teaching classes was 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 molding and shaping me to become the public speaker that my purpose is in life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. when I learned to stop apologizing for my myself, you know, because I used to class yeah. and I would teach a class and I would mess up and I would stop and I would say, oh, I messed up. Now mm-hmm. I laugh mm-hmm. because it's like I learned something else about myself and I didn't have to apologize yeah. for it because I'm human. And you don't have to pretend to be perfect. It's like when I go speak, sometimes I'll forget a word, I'll make a word up, and I have to laugh at myself, you know. And it's okay, and it and it puts other people at ease when you are have the courage just to be who you are, not trying to be perfect because the perfection does not exist. But you know, and 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 giving yourself the freedom just to just just to flow and and because you know, anytime I'm speaking. When I give, when I'm really able to connect with the audience is when I just forget about yeah. me. When I forget about, you know, is, 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 my, is this shirt too right. tight? And, you know, when I forget about me and I'm able to focus on the people and what what I need to share with the folks, that's that's when I have the best. Yeah, it, it becomes a conversation. It, it's not like there yeah. to teach or tell somebody what they're doing is wrong. It becomes a conversation. And I think, and a conversation ain't exactly. perfect. A conversation, it's just like we go yeah. back, like you and I, we're just going back yeah. and forth. It ain't perfect, but it's impactful. Exactly. And 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 when you when you're saying when you're saying what you mean and meaning what you say, people definitely yeah. can tell that. Especially if the conversation is genuine. You can look like if I'm in a couple of my yeah. friends and we're talking, and somebody mm-hmm. comes out of left mm-hmm. field and say something that just don't sound right, don't feel right, don't look right. <laughs> I'm gonna say you lying. lying. <laughs> yourself permission just to and what what happens is you give other people permission not to feel like they got to be perfect right or be intimidated by yeah. your presence exactly so, yeah you know but yeah last question what inspires you That's a good question. What inspires me? I think I, hmm. I think it changes. It okay. shifts. Mm-hmm. It shifts. So growing up, what inspired me most was okay. my mom. My mom inspired me not with her words, but through right. her presence. She in, in, inspired me just by her her presence and by watching how she navigated through life given all the challenges that, that, that she went through. Um, but you know what? I think what inspires me today is really people. People inspire me because I want people to get it. I want people to get free. I want people to, to live fully. I want people to, 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 to live the life they were meant to live. So I think what it really is right now, I think people 
inspired. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. They they definitely inspired me too. And I think, you know, being yeah. able to, I guess, have a connectivity to people. You know, mm-hmm. having that connectivity is what inspires me because I'm yeah. able to show people, mm-hmm. you know, yes, I've been in magazines and on radio stations doing XYZ, mm-hmm. but I'm still human. I'm still here. I yeah. still have emotions. And I think that a lot of people mm-hmm. forget that other people have emotions and people's feelings get hurt. People's feelings get strengthened. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. let's let's promote this 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 healing from the Let's Heal movement and mm-hmm. the Ocean yeah. I am enough movement. And yes. Yes. Let's yes. Let, let, let's make an impact. Movement. Let's yes. Let's change yes. some lives. Just let folks know that they are worthy. Definitely, they definitely. are worthy. So I I, I yeah. really appreciate you for coming on today. Oh, and before we leave, I, we we can't forget the uh-huh. the most important part. Where when you know the, the conference. Tell us more about the conference. How can people contact you? What what. I just got to say, this conference is, it's Saturday, June 16th in Atlanta at the Hotel Indigo. And when I tell you, Wanda and I have assembled some of the most phenomenal and powerful speakers in one room to to not so much give a lot of information, because what we know is that a lot of people got a little inf- a lot of information, but their job and what they're going to be doing is helping folks connect their minds to their hearts so that they can start creating new habits so that they can use the knowledge that they have. We got a lot of information, but how do we begin walking that out? And so that's what these speakers are going to do. And it's mind, body, and spirit. So we have speakers that are going to be talking about mind stuff and shifting your mindset, Mm -hmm. which is so important because for many of us, it's about unlearning a lot of the garbage that we were fed growing up. And then we got folks coming from a spirit perspective, not religion, but spirit realizing that God is within you. He's not in some walls, some temple, some church. God is within you. And so it's mind, body, and spirit. So we have a a couple of folks that are going to be talking about the importance of nutrition. And and your thing, that's, look, that's why I was calling you. That's why (laughs) talk about nutrition and fitness and how that's so important uh, to us, you know, being our best selves, you know, making sure we're eating the proper food so we have the energy to do the work that we're called to do, you know? So it is mind, body, and spirit. And I tell you, it's a party with a purpose. We got a DJ. DJ Rell is going to be on the ones and the twos. They don't even have those anymore, but he's going to be, you know. So it's going to be... (laughs) So it's going to be all the way live. The the energy is always just so good and all the speakers just come from a place of transparency and a place of i'm not sitting on a high heel i'm here with you learning on this journey with you i just happen to pick up some nuggets that i want to share with you that have worked for me so we ain't got no gurus ain't no gurus in the house you know (laughs) if if, if you think about it y'all all are are, are doing some very positive things in, you know, the world right now, not just Atlanta, not just Chicago, where mm-hmm. I am, not just in LA, you know, it, it's, it's happening all over the world. I, I would like to say just, you know, from the world of positivity, thank you. And we appreciate the work that you do. 
you know, and the things that you have offered people, you know, because words and energy definitely help people along the shift, you know. So I appreciate you and what you do and look forward to definitely being a part of. Yes, we're part of each other's tribe now. You know, we're already a part of each other's tribe now. Exactly. So yes. let's heal. Let's continue let's to heal. heal. I am all about it. I, yeah. Of course, we didn't really get to the letter today, and we already an hour into this. But we have to do it again. We have to do it again. But the conversation yeah, was really good, and I appreciate you taking yes. this time out of your busy day, especially on a on on a Sunday. You know to. Oh, no problem. I was looking forward to, to, to being with you today. Pour into so thank my you. audience and pour into your audience and open me up to your audience and open you up to my audience. And I appreciate that for yes. me Yeah, well, thank um, you. Thank you so much. Um, I guess I will definitely reach out to you, talk to you later. Again, thank you for Let's Heal okay. Show. And for everybody else, okay. please, please, please go follow, go like. I'm always sharing his videos and pictures. Yes, I appreciate it. <laughs> What's your social media? Tell everybody what your social media is. So the um, website is www.youareenoughnow.com. Social media, Instagram is just Harold LaFall. Uh, Twitter is Harold LaFall1. Okay, awesome. Well, it was a privilege talking to you today, and I will chat with you later. Thank you for coming on. Awesome. <laughs> okay. All right. And talk yep. to you soon. All right. All right. Just a minute. Hold All on. Right. Everybody else, um, this has been Tyrell. This has been the Let's Hill podcast today. Um, that's all I got for you today. That is the meat and potatoes of our Sunday dinner. And I hope you enjoy and I hope you are able to eat and are full of life right now. Remember, if better is available, good is not enough. That's the Let's Hill show. And I will talk to you all soon. Have a good one.